See, Neville is saying, this is your power. Your power is changing your consciousness. That is your power. That is your only job ever is to change your consciousness. Whenever something happens in the world and you're like, what is this and what do I do about it? There's only one answer to that question. You can't do anything. You can only be, and you have to be in order to do. So the only thing you can ever do truly is change your consciousness. All right, welcome back to another episode of Daily Neville. I am your host, Josiah Brandt, and Daily Neville is all about breaking down the teachings of Neville Goddard, making them easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to apply in 20 minutes or less. Today, we are continuing with chapter 21 of The Power of Awareness, and chapter 21 is titled Free Will. Neville writes, the question is often asked, what should be done between the assumption of the wish fulfilled and its realization? What should be done between? What should be done in that space between when I've assumed that I am the man, the woman, the human that I desire to be, that my wish is fulfilled, and when it actually hardens into fact, into the world of form? What should I do in the gap in between? And in italics, Neville writes, nothing, nothing. He writes, it is a delusion that other than assuming the feeling of the wish fulfilled, you can do anything to aid in the realization of your desire. You think that you can do something. You want to do something, but actually you can do nothing. The illusion of the free will to do is but ignorance of the law of assumption upon which all action is based. Okay, so he says, if you have the illusion that you have free will to do something to make your desire come about, that is simply evidence that you are being ignorant of the law of assumption, which is the first cause, right? Assumption is the first cause, and all action is based on the law of assumption. So you have to move the energy first. You have to move the energy first, and then any movement of matter flows easily based upon the assumption that moved the energy first. By moving the energy, I mean moving the state, moving the state of being that you are occupying. So moving from the man, the woman, the human who doesn't have and is trying to get by moving the matter, but still not being in a place, in a state, psychologically, spiritually of having and moving to the feeling of the wish fulfilled, which is now I am the man, the woman, the human that I desire to be. I am the one who has, I am being the one who has, and then the energy is now moved and the matter is very easily adjusted into place. And Neville says, everything happens automatically. All that befalls you, all that is done by you happens. It just simply happens. Your assumptions, conscious or unconscious, direct all thought and action to their fulfillment. So based on what you are assuming, that is the cause, right? First cause, world of effect. Cause, effect. So based on the cause, all of the effects occur. Your assumptions, whether they are conscious, meaning you're choosing them, or unconscious, meaning that they're just happening, your assumptions direct all thought and action to their fulfillment. 
to understand the law of assumption, to be convinced of its truth, means getting rid of all the illusions about free will to act. So your illusions that you have free will to act and make something happen using a force of will, that must be discarded completely. And you must understand the law of assumption instead, right? So your illusion of the free will to act is replaced by your understanding of the law of assumption. And then if you do act, you're acting under compulsion, directed by your assumption. Do you see the difference? So one is trying to move the matter while still not being in alignment. The other one is moving the energy coming into alignment. And then you can't help but move the matter because you're you're now under the direction of the assumption. The assumption is the cause. Now you are inevitably the effect. Free will actually means freedom to select any idea you desire. So it doesn't so much mean free will to act. It means free will means to be able to select any idea you desire in terms of assumption, to select any cause that you desire to select. By assuming the idea already to be a fact, it is converted into reality. Beyond that, free will ends and everything happens in harmony with the concept assumed. So what Neville is saying is that your free will, you do have free will, but it ends, right? There's a limit of your free will. And what is the end? What is the horizon, the limit, the boundary of your free will? It's your ability to choose an assumption. That's the only free will you have. Everything else is an effect. You don't have any will to assert over the effect. You only have will to assert over the cause, right? It's like the area that you're able to work on using your power tools, right, is here. And everything else is a is an, an offspring, right? Or springs out of, comes out of, or is born from what you do here. Your sphere of action is your assumption. And all of the effects are subject to it. All the effects are offspring of your action. And your only action, the only free will you have, the only choice you have is what you are assuming. And everything else is compelled by your assumption. I can, of my own self, do nothing. Because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father, which hath sent me. That's a powerful, powerful idea. Who sent you? Did the Father send you? Or are you trying to assert your earthly will? Right? One is much more difficult than the other. If the Father sent you, and if you are not seeking your own earthly will, but rather the will of the Father who sent you, you are acting with incredible power. And again, your action, what is your action? Your assumption. And everything else is compelled by your assumption. This is a very powerful question of identity. Who do you believe you are? In this quotation, the Father obviously refers to God. In the earlier chapter, God is defined as I am. God is defined as I am. And the Father is obviously referring to God. So the Father is I am. Since creation is finished, which we talked about in the chapter titled Creation, since creation is finished, the Father is never in a position of saying, I will be. It's an illusion. To think that you will be something is an illusion because you already are because creation is finished. In other words, everything exists 
And the infinite I am consciousness can speak only in the present tense. There's treasure in these words. I'm going to read it again. Since creation is finished, the Father is never in a position of saying, I will be. In other words, everything exists, and the infinite I am consciousness can speak only in the present tense. Not my will, but thine be done. I will be is a confession that I am not. Think about it. You can only speak in the present tense if the Father has sent you. And the Father has sent you, meaning creation is finished, and you can only speak in the present tense. So if you're saying, I will be something, or I will get something, you are confessing through your words that you are not, and you do not have which is speaking into existence. The Father's will is always, I am. Until you realize that you are the Father, there is only one I am, and your infinite self is that I am. And until you realize this, your will is always I will be. In the law of assumption, your consciousness of being is the Father's will. In the law of assumption, your consciousness of being is the Father's will. So whoever you are being, right, your concept of yourself, the assumption you are making of yourself, the state that you are assuming, that is your Father's will. The mere wish without this consciousness is the my will part, right? My will, not the father's will, my will, the human will. If you're wishing without the consciousness of being, you're using the human will, as opposed to wishing with the consciousness of being, which is different than wishing because it becomes an assumption. So if you're assuming with the consciousness of being, now that is the father's will. This great quotation, so little understood, is a perfect statement of the law of assumption. It is impossible to do anything. It is impossible to do anything. You must be in order to do. Some Yoda-level wisdom right there. You must be in order to do. If you had a different concept of yourself, everything would be different. You are what you are, so everything is as it is. Self pushed out. You are what you are, and so everything is what it is. And when you change what you are, everything else changes to reflect once again what you are. The events which you observe are determined by the concept you have of yourself. If you change your concept of yourself, the events ahead of you in time are altered. But Thus altered, they form again a deterministic sequence, starting from the moment of this changed concept. So this is like there's a program that's running, right? And you're inputting one thing into the algorithm. And then, and that one thing is your self-concept. 
then you change your self-constituted, which means that your input into the algorithm is changing, right? And as soon as you've changed that self-concept and you've put the new input into the algorithm, the algorithm then restarts using that new algorithm and begins to push out your new concept of yourself. You are a being with powers of intervention, which enable you by a change of consciousness to alter the course of observed events. In fact, to change your future. So Neville is saying, this is your power. Your power is changing your consciousness. That is your power. That is your only job ever is to change your consciousness. Whenever something happens in the world and you're like, what is this? And what do I do about it? There's only one answer to that question. You can't do anything. You can only be, and you have to be in order to do. So the only thing you can ever do truly is change your consciousness. Deny the evidence of the senses, Neville writes, and assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Inasmuch as your assumption is creative and forms an atmosphere, your assumption, if it be a noble one, increases your assurance and helps you reach a higher level of being. If, on the other hand, your assumption be an unlovely one, it hinders you and makes your downward way swifter. Just as the lovely assumptions create a harmonious atmosphere, so the hard and bitter feelings create a hard and bitter atmosphere. Now, what Neville is saying here is that you are creating all of the time anyways using your assumption. And all we are doing when we are studying this is we're becoming more aware of our creative power as it relates to our assumptions. Your assumptions are creating your life always, whether you're aware or not. And your assumptions don't wait for you to assume some sort of noble concept, right? In order to push out? No, your assumptions will push out unlovely concepts just as quickly as they will push out lovely concepts. So you get to be the pilot of your own awareness. You get to be the creator, the navigator of your own world, right? Creation is finished. You get to select what you experience. You get to navigate your way through what you experience based on the self-concept that you are assuming of yourself. So I ask you in this moment, what are you going to choose to experience through your assumption? Are you going to assume lovely things and experience lovely things? Are you going to assume unlovely things and experience unlovely things? I know what I'm choosing to assume, but we all have that free will. That is where the limit of our free will ends, is at the end of our assumption. So we assume whatever, and then everything else is compelled by that assumption. You get to choose the life you live based on your assumption and your self-concept. Whatsoever things are pure, just, lovely, of good report, think on these things. This means to make your assumptions the highest, noblest, happiest concepts. There is no better time to start than now. Don't worry about yesterday. Doesn't matter. Start now. Focus on today. Change that input into the algorithm today. Insert the new self-concept into the algorithm today. The present moment is always the most opportune in which to eliminate all unlovely assumptions and to concentrate only on the good as well as yourself, claim for others their divine inheritance. See only their good and the good in them. 
What Evel is saying here is when you look out at the world and you look at other people, look for the God in them. Look and see God in them. And if you don't know who God is, ask. Ask God in you to reveal itself to you. Ask what the character traits are of God, right? Who is God in its highest form? And then look and actively see that in those around you. That is the state that we are called to. Stir the highest in others to confidence and self-assertion by your sincere assumption of their good. And you will be their prophet and their healer. For an, for an inevitable fulfillment awaits all sustained assumptions. So you make this assumption and you assume the highest of others. And by sustaining that assumption, they will rise to fulfill it. You win by assumption what you can never win by force. You win by assumption what you can never win by force. An assumption is a certain motion of consciousness. This motion, like all motion, exercises an influence on the surrounding substance, causing it to take the shape of, to echo and reflect the assumption. A change of fortune is a new direction and outlook, merely a change in the arrangement of the same mind substance, consciousness. If you would change your life, you must begin at the very source with your own basic concept of yourself. Outer change, becoming the part of organizations, political bodies, religious bodies, it's not enough. It's not enough to change on the outside. It has to start with the self-concept. The cause, Neville writes, goes deeper. The essential change must take place in yourself, in your own concept of self. You must assume that you are what you want to be and continue therein. Sustain it. For the reality of your assumption has its being in complete independence of objective fact. The reality of your assumption has its being in complete independence of objective fact. What Neville is saying is he says the reality of your assumption has nothing to do with objective fact. You can ignore what others would call facts completely and simply assert your assumption. And that is the power. And if sustained, it changes everything. Your assumption will clothe itself in flesh. If you persist in the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Now, this is that idea of the assumption sustained hardens into fact. So when you're sustaining an assumption, it literally clothes itself in particles and becomes matter that you can observe with your senses. It actually will harden into circumstances, people, places, and things. Your assumption is the creative power. Your assumption is the source. And everything that you observe in the material physical world, the 3D world, is a hardened assumption. Someone's hardened assumption, is it yours? You get to decide. When you know that assumptions, if persisted in, 
harden into facts, then events which seem to the uninitiated mere accidents will be understood by you to be the logical and inevitable effects of your assumption, cause, effect. Everybody else is like, oh, that was a surprise. You're not surprised because you know the secret and you are the power. You've looked behind the curtain and you know. You know who you are. You know the way the world works. You know the way the universe works. And by expanding your awareness of this fact, you are entering your place of personal power by knowing that you can change your assumption and through its relationship between cause and effect, change the world. The important thing to bear in mind, Neville writes, is that you have infinite free will in choosing your assumptions, but no power to determine conditions and events. Infinite power to determine assumptions, zero power to determine events and conditions, right? Infinite power, zero power. Infinite power over assumptions, the clause, zero power over the conditions and events, which are the effects. You can create nothing. But your assumption determines what portion of creation you will experience. You can create nothing. You can, of your own self, create nothing. You are impotent. Creation is finished. Everything has already been created. But your personal power is found in your assumption. And through your assumption, through your self-concept, you can choose which part of creation you desire to experience. I have a prompt for you. In the comments below, share very clearly which part of creation are you choosing to experience. Make the assumption and write your assumption. I assume. Start your comment with, I assume. I assume. Write it in the box below. Bless others with your comment. Reinforce it to your own consciousness. Reinforce it to your own awareness. Assist yourself in persisting in the assumption through this. I assume. And then write out your assumption about the world that you are choosing to experience. Tap the thumbs up button to help others find this mystic secret of persistent assumption. Subscribe to this channel and tap the bell icon so that you get notification when Daily Neville goes live tomorrow. Imagine wisely, my friends, and I will see you in the next. Thank you.